Do you like beer? Do you like podcasts? Do you like beer podcasts? Then check out Crackin' One Open, a podcast about brews, news, and pop culture reviews. Every week, we crack open a new craft beer from breweries around the country. And sometimes the world. We'll talk about how it was made, what's in it, the history of the brew, and the brewery. Then we'll give our tasting notes, and while we're finishing up, we'll talk about some of the latest goings-on in the world of pop culture. So check out Crackin' One Open with Mike and Elise, part of the Forgotten Entertainment family. Welcome, Nerdy Knights of the Well-Rounded Table, to Bohemian Geek Studies, where we take extremely dorky dives into our favorite fandoms. I'm Colleen. Praise me, please. I'm Anders, and I think I could learn to be good if given the chance. And I'm Flo, and after watching this movie, I weirdly want to fuck a wolf now, so <laughs> I think it's going to be a spiced episode. It's like a, a man wolf, though. <laughs> I, I, I don't know I don't know what this says about our friendship flow, but I like refuse to believe this is the first time you've said that sentence. Well, seeing as I've been talking to Colleen about like all the shifter books that I'm reading, where they're all like, ABO mating with wolf people. Um, yeah, no, it's definitely not. So thank you. I'm glad you know me so well. This is all fair. Well, we may vary in terms of our tastes. Here at BGS, one thing will always remain constant. There's always more to learn from taking a chance on new content. That's right. So for this series on Bohemian Geek Studies, we're taking a look at content which, for one reason or another, is way better than we think it has any right to be. So for this episode, we are looking at the 2022 film, The Bad Guys. This film is based on a book series by Aaron Blaby. Uh, it was written by Ethan Cohen, directed by Pierre Parafel. The voice cast, which is absolutely stacked, Amazing. includes really Sam good. Rockwell, Aquafina, Richard Ayote, Lily Singh, Alex Bornstein, Mark Marin, Anthony Ramos, and Zazie Beetz. The film's budget was somewhere between 70 and $80 million, and it made about $245 million at the global box office, which is really good, especially it had a pretty short theatrical-only window. Like, I watched it on yeah. Peacock probably within a month of it coming out. Yeah. Now, Flo, this is one you suggested, so let's start with you. What's this movie about, and why do you think it shouldn't be this good? Okay, so first let me tell you about the movie, and then I'll tell you why it slaps <laughs> so much harder than it really had any right to. Okay, so briefly, this movie centers around Mr. Wolf, who is hot as shit. Like, why is he fine. so hot? He's fine. He's so, like, honestly, it's preposterous. And his gang of like capital B bad, capital G guys, bad guys. After Governor Foxington, also hot, very hot, also hot, 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 <laughs> so hot, insults them as hack villains, the gang decides to steal the Golden Dolphin Award from Professor Marmalade, who's a like hamster thing, guinea pig, guinea pig. <laughs> the noted philanthropist. When the heist doesn't go as planned, Wolf makes a show of being misunderstood, and if given the chance, the bad guys could be reformed into good guys. So Marmalade takes them in, he offers to teach the gang, and the governor agrees. After several hijinks ensue, the gang secretly plans to pull off their original heist. Unfortunately, Wolf backs out the last second, having been bitten by the good guy bug, which really is just a praise kink. Like, yep. amazing. <laughs> yep. That's what he wants, folks. <laughs> I mean, it's honestly a lot of us want. Anyways, somehow the Golden Dolphin is not stolen, but a major meteorite is taken and the gang gets the blame. Governor Foxington breaks the crew out of prison, revealing herself to be the infamous criminal Crimson Paw, which makes her only hotter. 
Yes. And great title. Suspect, <laughs> so, so good. <laughs> suspects that Marmalade is behind the plot. <clears throat> the group works together to take down Marmalade as he is using the meteorite to power a mind control device to control an army of guinea pigs. Honestly, obviously this movie works. It's just full of hits to steal charity funds. Um, in the end, the gang turns itself in to pay for their past crimes and keep Foxington's identity a secret. A year later, they're released for good behavior and move into the next phase of their careers as crime fighters. Okay, I think I just basically told you why the movie works. It's brilliant. <laughs> but I think, well, first of all, I want to preface this. I watched this movie on an airplane uh, flying back from France with my four and a half year old daughter. She decided that she wanted to watch it. So we had play at the same time on both of our screens. And she started, she started pausing the movie to like color or whatever. And I was like, I'm not fucking stopping this movie. This movie <laughs> is amazing. I actually like took a video of me watching the movie because I was like, I need to show people how hot this fox, this wolf is right now, because like people will not believe me when I tell them. Um, it, I did not expect anything out of this movie. Like, I have, I think, two of the books in my classroom. My students are kind of into it, but I've never read any of them. And it just looked like a weird offshoot of, like, the Sing franchise, where, like, it's all mm -hmm. animals. And, like, Sing is great. Don't get me wrong. I've only seen Sing. I have not seen Sing 2 fully. Um, but, like, it's fine. Like, Trolls, fine. Like, I just thought it was going to be, like, in that sort of vein. No, this was sexy as fuck. This was sexy animation. It was <laughs> sexy robin hood for the modern age Ooh, robin hood hmm. honestly like <laughs> this wolf i would have let fucking wreck me <laughs> on a bed of guinea pigs like what was this i honestly don't even understand it does Why not do help make that. him so hot <laughs> seriously and it, it really does not help that i had been reading wolf shifter books like the entire time i was in france so i was like i mean maybe <laughs> So it was great. I thought it was also just very hilarious for an adult audience. Mm -hmm. Like, mm -hmm. I don't love it. Like when kid movies are just funny to kids. And I feel like they've gotten yeah. better in the past couple of years at mm -hmm. gearing it towards the adults as well. Yeah. But I thought this movie was hilarious and like hardcore sexual tension. And I just <laughs> loved it. I loved it. Two thumbs way up. I actually watched it twice on the plane. Oh my God. <laughs> <I know. laughs> that and then little women so completely oh different. i love Aww. little women also yeah, but that funny. was pretty much as good as it was definitely going to be yeah yeah yeah. um this was my first time watching this movie i'd seen previews for it and i thought it looked really cute i just had not really had a chance to go to the theater and see it and then when you guys were like oh it's streaming sweet i can go find it and stream it it is super charming love that the wolf has a praise kink his little tail was going he loves being called a good boy my uh, tail like, was also going. If oh, I had yeah. a tail, I mean, it'd have been I was going like, hard. Sam Rockwell, hello. He sounded a little Owen Wilson too, which just added to the whole like charming, slightly disheveled but still attractive kind of look he had going on. I thought the story was a little predictable, but that's fine. Tropes work. Don't break them. Uh, it doesn't mean it wasn't fun. I had so much fun watching this movie. I loved every minute of it. Um, I love this section when they're trying to learn how to be good and just failing. <laughs> that was so funny. They were just not, not doing anything correctly. It was wonderful. Uh, and I think I finally found an acceptable spider. Finally. 
she was hey. great. one one acceptable spider she was really great besides mm-hmm. charlotte of course from charlotte's web yeah Yay. and all of her descendants <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I just thought this movie flew completely under the radar. Like, I remember seeing some previews for it a while back, and then I saw, like, nothing about it until it was actually in theaters. Um, I watched it when it came to Peacock, and I was just seemed like the whole thing had been really kind of undermarketed and underhyped. So I was really surprised how much I liked it. I mean, mm-hmm. I love a good heist movie, and this one had several heists involved. Um, Many. And, yeah, the, <laughs> the fox is hot. I'll, I'll say this. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> she, she was She was looking fine i wanted to see this but i was also in the back of my mind kind of when i turned it on i was kind of like are we doing like another like oh the villain learns how to be good bit like it's very it's a very predictable plot you know this is maleficent the disney channel has a full franchise about this with the descendants mm-hmm. <laughs> um it's a overarching theme and once upon a time but as I was thinking about it a little bit more, I think we all need to throw a lot more respect at DreamWorks Animation Studios. Like they Agreed. don't get a lot of the press yeah. that like Pixar. a Pixar that Pixar does and Disney does, but they have an insane track record. I actually went back and looked at some of these. They have an insane track record for franchise making. How to Train Your Dragon has three movies and three TV shows. I love Kung Fu How Panda. <laughs> Kung Fu Panda has four movies. Two TV shows, two specials. Mm-hmm. Trolls is a full franchise, multiple movies. Uh, the Boss Baby has two TV Wild. series and yeah. another s- sequel coming out. And uh, th- they did Trolls too, right? Yeah, Trolls. Trolls, Trolls yeah. is huge. Trolls has mm-hmm. TV and movies. Uh, yeah. I think they've benefited a lot actually from their partnership with Netflix. Yeah. Um, yeah. The Tales of Arcadia series, which I loved on Netflix, has three TV shows, six total seasons and a movie. They made multi-season TV series out of the Fast and the Furious and Jurassic World. Camp Cretaceous, way better than it has any right to be. Mm-hmm. This is the studio that gave us Shrek, the Shrek, first movie yeah. that ever won Best Animated Feature at the Oscars, can, beating Monsters, Inc. Wait, I can I tell say. you a story about Shrek? Shrek's also hot. <laughs> <laughs> so, so grumpy. <laughs> I have kissed the son of the art director for Shrek. <laughs> I went to third with him. So shout to you, Theo, if you're listening. <laughs> and then yeah. going way back to the beginning, I think, you know, we're all millennials. I'm pretty sure any one of us would go to bet for how hard the soundtrack on Prince of Egypt slaps. Holy shit. <laughs> um, the Prince of Egypt is a magnificent gem of a movie. It's a phenomenal movie. It's so good. I don't know that movie at all. <gasps> what? I know. The Plagues. The Plagues song? Oh, The Plagues Holy is fantastic. Shit. I feel like my parents, like, did not have us watch like religious movies and this one isn't religious either i mean it's about i know it is but it's mostly about freaking the brother situation which is rife with sexual tension maybe i'll have to watch it is it is it better than it has any right to be yes considering that it's like about a bible story yeah considering it's about a bible story so okay small tangent now but when so they were developing the prince of egypt and shrek at kind of the same time Okay. And they were putting all of their chips in the Prince of Egypt basket. Like this is this was DreamWorks Animation like debut movie, which is why they pushed so hard and made it so fucking amazing. But like, if you like weren't pulling your weight on the Prince of Egypt, like the punishment was to get sent and work on Shrek. Oh, I thought it was going to be like <laughs> you've got to go build a pyramid. 
No, the punishment <laughs> was like to go work on Shrek because you know you're not good enough for Prince of Egypt. Wow, <laughs> which is wild. So I mean, Shrek is one of my all-time faves. Shrek, I, so I love Shrek. Shrek Two is Shrek. one of the greatest sequels ever. Oh my god, I yes. Do like Shrek. I mean, Jamie and- Lannister's in it, so <laughs> for real. <laughs> I mean, so just thinking about it, like DreamWorks doesn't really get the forefront of our minds, but I think they deserve a lot more credit than most of us are willing to give them. Yeah, agreed. Agreed. I agree. Mm-hmm. All right, so let's dive into this movie just a tiny bit. We're going to like be pretty quick with this one because I mean, it's brilliant, but it is like a quick movie and a quick watch and like pretty simple, mm-hmm. but let's share who our best character is, who won the movie for you. I- it's got to be Professor Marmalade for me. I mean, I mean it doesn't have hot, to be. <laughs> putting, well, putting hotness aside, just as like the fun characters, I love, I love his whole shtick. <laughs> He's like, you know, I, I think I saw the reveal coming yeah. decently, oh, yeah. amount, decently yeah. enough, but he was just hysterical the entire mm-hmm. time through. And then he's like always trying to get away with it. And again, the whole plan is so bonkers. Like, yes. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to use the meteorite to mind control the guinea pigs to steal the charity money. Yeah. None of it made sense. No. And yet it did. And yet it did. <laughs> and it was absolutely perfect. It was so good. His butler was creepy as fuck. Yes. So creepy. So mm-hmm. scary. I was like, no. Yeah. <laughs> when he first showed up, I'm like, this guinea pig's evil. Absolutely. <laughs> not a butler that someone has when they're innocent also like no. professor marmalade lived like in a tony stark-esque like mansion who's like oh, a absolutely. Malibu mansion mm-hmm. I was and he's like that. oh i'm totally awesome like yeah. i'm mother Teresa. oh her yeah <laughs> little smarmy oh, bitch so uh, before i say who my favorite character was can we just talk about how there are a couple animals and then the rest of the people are people <laughs> like, yeah that was weird and some of the guinea one guinea pig was human level intelligence but the rest of them weren't the rest were mindless drones yeah um that was weird i i was confused about this universe a little bit because i was like hmm they're like not at all phased that their governor is a fox it's fine and that there's a how is snake walking just like (laughs) I know, just kind like, of bouncing like a pogo stick got it okay <laughs> like a tinker like tail yeah got it got it that was very strange to me also i mean i'll go into it when i talk about my favorite character but go ahead Colleen. speaking of snake yeah. <laughs> i really loved that i love snake i love that kind of character that tough guy with the secret heart of gold who really like hates his birthday but also loves that his friends throw him a birthday party it was just very sweet push pop yeah, yeah the push pop when he gives the push pop to the shark i was like uh-oh <laughs> he wants to be good now i thought uh, it was like that that opening good. scene with snake and wolf was so cute like what mm-hmm. a good way to kick off the movie i thought it was like a strong mm-hmm. opening yeah it was a really strong opening. the thing about shark was just like i can't get like king shark on Har- harley quinn out of my head yeah <laughs> yeah that was hard for me too i was like oh this is king shark though <laughs> that's so <laughs> funny i haven't watched it yet Oh, I like when you have to watch it. It's so good. I hear it's, it's really so good. funny. Yeah, I hear it's really, really good. And I love King Shark. He's just great. Not something you can watch with your daughter, though. That's fine. I don't watch a lot with her, unless it's Zombies 3, which, shout out, is way better than it had any right to be. Um, My favorite character, 
besides wolf because obviously like wolf is amazing like just the mm-hmm. swagger is preposterous um i'd have to say my favorite character is mr piranha <laughs> first of all i'm a slut for anthony ramos i was gonna say um, john lawrence <laughs> I mean, even before that give me give me some in the heights first but um yeah so I, I love Anthony Ramos. I think he's fabulous. He also plays King Trollex and Trolls. So he's like, mm. he's a he's a DreamWorks kind of guy. Um, King Trollex, by the way, very small role. So if you're going to go watch Trolls World Tour just for King Trollex, just watch like the first five minutes of the movie because that's the only part he's in. <laughs> um, yeah, I just thought Miss Piranha was hilarious. And I'm a sucker for a fart joke. So I was really <laughs> here for it. <laughs> poor guy has like ibs and is just like farting everywhere um (laughs) i am confused how he is surviving not in water so that was a thing spray him down with a spray bottle (laughs) totally fine everything's fine everything Um, is fine everything is awesome when you're part of a team and Mm -hmm. he was he was an integral part of the team he Mm -hmm. was the muscle so good job their team dynamic was very good it was all so cute Mm-hmm. although if i was mr piranha i would definitely be pissed at definitely how much pussy wolf is getting like there's no way that guy is not constantly getting laid by humans and all forms of animals alike i would also just be really pissed at the fact that he gave all of their loot away without consulting any of them mm-hmm. i mean he yeah he is a lone wolf in a lot of ways he does not run with the pack for sure he's an he's an omega he is he He has a praise kink he could be either one that's right switch oh bitches be switches that's just fine okay so what was your favorite part i need to hear it my favorite part was that my kid was quiet the entire flight (laughs) i gotta go with the I mean, the heist scenes were so good, but I think my favorite is definitely the the teaching them to be good montage when they just keep screwing everything up. <laughs> it's so funny. <laughs> like, what was it? They're trying to like, they're trying to like help like a hospital or some kind of a building and they accidentally like knock the whole wall down. <laughs> yeah. The um, old lady crossing the street thing. Oh, the whole lady crossing the street, the, the cat out of the tree. Yeah, it was very good. Oh, the poor cat. <laughs> poor poor sweet cat i did like how they were all trying to like give each other encouragement too but the wrong kind of encouragement yeah (laughs) totally i mean it was totally like the um it's like the the star wars meme where it's just like all right kids now if we have like 13 kids but only 12 chairs like what do you do when it cuts to anakin being like well you slice down one of the kids two if you want your own chair hey (laughs) I don't need this kind of attitude this morning about our king, Anakin Skywalker, which this is totally off topic, but I did a TikTok like filter thing where, you know, like whatever does a thing over your head and it's like randomized. So anyways, it was a mash and it was like, you know, what house are you going to live in? How many kids are you going to have? Blah, blah, blah. Mm-hmm. I was like living in a shack. I had like a rundown car. I had two kids, but my husband was Darth Vader. And I was like, I will live with it. I'm not even mad. I, Daddy Vader. <laughs> anyway, moving on from that. <laughs> Colleen, what was your favorite part? 
Oh my gosh. I, I love the lessons montage. That part is absolute gold. Um, also when Fox breaks him out of prison, fantastic. But I really liked the introduction to all of our quote unquote heroes. I thought that was very well done, letting us know who everybody was, what their relationship is. Um, Snake and Wolf are super cute. Like it's obvious they've probably been running together the longest. And it leads up to the part where Snake is actually really devastated by how Wolf betrays them all. Hmm. That you needed that part where they're like, oh, Snake is the one who hangs all these pictures on the fridge, like for real. Won't give yeah. his push pop to poor shark, but he's, gonna, <laughs> but he's a sap for these photo moments and hangs them on their fridge. It's very cute. Mm. <laughs> also got to show, uh, after she breaks them out of prison, she like reveals that she's secretly was the Crimson, Crimson the Crimson Paw. Paw. Mm-hmm. And then they go back to her hideout and she has like the most high tech yeah. hideout I've ever seen. It actually kind of reminded me of, um, in my opinion, one of the most underrated Bond movies ever, which would be Tomorrow Never Dies, where mm. Michelle Yeoh is your Bond mm. girl. And she takes Michelle. Bond back to like her lair and she gives like this insane weaponry and he's like completely overwhelmed. He's like, yeah. all right, I'll 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 do this part. And then he realizes that the keyboard is in Chinese and he can't. Nice. <laughs> I don't remember that one. I love Michelle Yeoh. She's fantastic. Oh, yeah. <laughs> oh my God. Did you see the, the thing about her and Kill Bill? No. So at one point, like just kind of like joking in a conversation, she asked Quentin Tarantino, like, you know, we've known each other for a while. Like they actually kind of had a decent history together. And she's like, mm-hmm. oh yeah, da da da. Why didn't you ever cast me in Kill Bill? And his response was, because no one in the entire world would ever believe that Uma Thurman could kick your ass. It's a good answer. <laughs> that is a very good answer. Good answer. <laughs> and she's like, fair. Yeah. She was like, <laughs> You know what? I'll take it. <laughs> that is, yeah. Mm, no way. No way white girl is taking out Michelle. <laughs> oh my God. Flo, what's your favorite scene? <laughs> I think this scene will come as no surprise for anybody who knows me. My favorite scene in Harry Potter is the Yule Ball. My favorite scene in this one is Wolf and Fox dancing it up at the party. I just think it's a great like, scene them all dressed up for a party like wolf in a tux that was that was doing some things to me that i did not even know were things um tuxes are a scam pink unlocked but they're hot (laughs) they are hot 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 um yeah i just like love their vibe together i love them dancing i loved the like sexual tension the flirtation it was honestly like the same way i felt the first time i saw robin hood flirt with Maid Marianne in the mm-hmm. Disney animated classic. I was just mm-hmm. like, I'm weirdly turned on by these forest creatures. Why is that? I don't understand. Marian just Sexual needed a different cruising. hat in that one. Yeah. What, like the veil? Yeah, she had the... She had the, the weird, like the... It was like the... the yeah, the like veil weird thing. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I get it, but like you could see... I mean, there's something underneath there, Anders. You gotta imagine. It's a little, <laughs> little sneaky peek. See? <laughs> yeah I just loved it so anyways I just thought this movie was so great so underrated I think everybody should go see it with your kids without your kids I don't know it's great it was adorable and if you're a teacher or a parent out there make your kid read it first and then go watch the movie see yeah, there you Perfect. go yeah compare and contrast everyone school's mm-hmm. back in session let's fucking go 
Um, yeah, highly recommend it. All ages. My four-year-old laughed hysterically at it. I hope she wasn't turned on by the wolf, but maybe this is her Robin Hood. I don't know. <laughs> I do not know, but I thought it was great. I'm glad you guys watched it. Um, Are you going to make her a, a Crimson Paw costume? Oh my God, that'd be so cute. That would be so cute. I don't think she was like, like she hasn't asked to watch it again, but it Mm -hmm. held her attention for fucking 11 hours. Well, I mean, she wasn't just watching this for 11 hours, but she did watch it twice. And like, she can't even sit through a movie at home. So I was quite impressed with this movie. So thank you. Were you guys like, did you get a direct? Yeah. Crap. Yeah. Long flight. That's a long ass flight. It's a very long flight. Um, it's a very long flight on Wait. a carry-on suitcase. And um, it's a long flight with a four and a half year old by yourself. So yeah, <laughs> uh, it, it was, we ate pasta and chocolate and that was what we did. <laughs> and, and watch the bad guys. guys. And Living the, bad the guys. dream. <laughs> Thanks for watching it, guys. I'm glad you guys liked it. It was so good. Excellent. Excellent Way suggestion. Better then it had a right to be absolutely (laughs) all right guys so i think that's where we're going to leave it for today so thank you all for joining us come back next time for more shenanigans with shit that's way better than it should be Mm -hmm. and also keep an eye on our feed this season for our forced fandom series where we get to force each other to engage in content that the others have otherwise not seen before so whether you're listening to us as a podcast, watching it on YouTube, hit that follow button, leave us a five-star review. Check out our website, bohemiangeekstudies.com. You can watch all of our episodes, uh, enjoy Colleen's book corner, where she reviews Star Wars Lit, and give us a shout out through email or social media. As always, keep telling other nerdy knights to join us. It really does help. Until next time, try, try really hard to be good and keep those episodes streaming. I mean, don't put me around that wolf, or else I am not being good. <laughs> you will be good, though. <laughs> be great. Goodbye. Bye.